Welcome to Beholder's Eye Season 2. Evil is consuming the multiverse. Only the Chaos Quartet, Zalara of Sin Ilnor, Blessed of Shamhara, World Protecting, Elven Druid Monk, Garen Kelso, Dimension Hopping Vagabond, High Elf Bladesinger, APU Warforged Fighter, Siobhan, the Half Mud Huntress, and the Crucian Crew. Usk, Lizardman Druid. Rosihana Iron Cold Lee Green Roblex Bluebeard, aka Rosie, Gnome Artificer Bard. Lynn, the ever changing performer. Drathan, inspiring leader, Scourge Azamar, Paladin of the Ancients, can save reality from utter destruction. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? We had started off in the Chaos Realm, and the Chaos Quartet had just managed, with the help of some of the crew members, uh, to drive off the Slod, and they rescued Lorenzo from uh, falling off the ship into the nothingness, and then, um, what is your name? Siobhan came and healed Zalara and then was very concerned that nobody was getting impregnated and went around to everybody who had possibly fought to double check everything and then uh, decided that we needed to go figure out what the heck these guys are after if they're after Anna and went to talk to her found out that Anna's after a thing in the god, uh, the dead god and there's some person who's living there uh, whom we figure is probably Kavalian that doesn't want her to get the thing that she's looking for and then we, uh, Zalara, went to rest after that, ended up not feeling better, discovered she had necrophage, because that's what happens when you fight a blue slot, apparently. And then uh, after freaking out and trying a few things, really remembered she's a druid and can just change her spell slots after a long rest and did that. Uh, so now she's better. But then at the very end, uh, Lorenzo went uh, human-eyed and looked at Talara and said that he wanted her bracer. So that was weird. And then we jump back to the Crucian crew who uh, were told to get out by some weird voice. All right, so that's where we'll pick up. You just heard the voice that said, get out, coming from upstairs. Um, you do have three of the metal monks laying down around you, and you've got um, Lynn, who is now taking the form of GUI982. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Um, uh, Lynn's going to start stripping off and putting the new clothes on. So, yeah. You'll see his robot dick. I don't know how to respond to that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, y'all heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. So we leave in or? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be easier, just so you know. You don't, like, have to figure out what's going on at the center of this place. But we're here now. Okay, uh, I- I'm just throwing it out there, just in case you guys didn't consider it. That doesn't sound like us at all. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's you, but nah. Um, so I look around. Do I see like speakers or anything that would indicate that it's coming from a certain location? It seems to be coming from up the stairs. Okay. That's it. I will grab one of the cloaks and put it around myself. Try to make it look more like I'm a metal monk. Yes. Yes, you do it like that. I am GUI982. I am GUI982. No, I am GUI982. You are SUM763. I am SUM763. Perfect. 
You sound Nobody just like them. Perfect. So just just so you know, Sam's impression is f- very far from flawless. Lynn's impression, spot on. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, well, I guess we're just going to go ahead with our plan then. And Rosie will get out the manacles from her <laughs> pack and put them on. Oh, you carry manacles as well? And I'm going to reach into my pack and pull out some manacles. <laughs> of course. Sometimes you got to tie people up. It's just the way of things. Eskor just put his hands forward to be manacled because he doesn't carry metal handcuffs. I thought you were just going to be a little critter. I can save spells. I can save a, a change rather than waste it. And I'll take the face that uh, Rosie had dismantled and I'll like tie a cord around it and strap it to my face. So and then pull the like the cloak, the hood over. Ooh, interesting. Um, How does that smell from the inside, Drathen? Uh, they're Bad. not bodies or anything, are they? It is not well, pleasant. It is smell good, but there is a. You would expect it to be completely uh, like metallic, but it actually has sort of a organic smell to it, like something which has died. Mm. Ah. This is most unpleasant. I believe parts of this being were once alive. Well, well, yeah, they can they can die, so they must have been alive at some point. As far as organics, not metallic. Uh, Alex, was, um, was I, as GUI982, alive, to my knowledge? Was I a person? Yes. Yes, at some point you were a person, though that is vague. Well, when, when, when I was alive, I was a person. Yes, that is what being alive means. I yes. think he means that his, the, like, the, the bodies of the things are possibly people before they turn robot. Yes, that is what i mean a living organism yes when i was alive i I had a soul before lynn borrowed it i pet carl i don't know what you mean (laughs) this carl's my carl's really good at what he does he's alive right kind of Uh uh-huh um would gui know what the voice was possibly oh yeah gui would good um so the there are some of the spirits of the uh the king in the kingdom that used to live here uh-huh. that were killed during the war that seem to be trapped in the stone uh, they've been trying one of the reasons they they came here was thinking that they could harness the um the spirits themselves uh-huh. so they could just take all the dead that's one of the reasons they came here because of the singing children and because in the keep itself there are spirits wandering the place uh-huh. um and they typically reside up in the upper levels or the great hall not so much in the basement area which is why the experiments are done there oh i i i see um so the the king is the one who was angry at us he lives upstairs. If we go downstairs, that's why we do our research downstairs, because the king is not there. Then we ignore the voice. Okay. We're supposed to go down this way, right? And I will start going northwest to look for that double staircase. Okay. You start going northwest, and once again, you you do find the staircase very easily. That's not hard. Um, you see the staircase that's um, you know leading down, and once again, you do hear the voice that says, Get out. And this time you see a shimmering figure appear in front of you. It is obviously some kind of, I mean, you would assume that this is the king. Um, Lynn, you would know this is the king um, standing there. And then there are four other servants there as well, 
decked out in armor, obviously all ghostly, though. Ow! We are not conquerors of this castle. We are trying to stop those who have invaded you. I'm going to hold up my manacled arms. (laughs) You are wearing the robes. It is a disguise. We are attempting to non-violently free the souls that are trapped here. How will you free us? We heard there is a device that is trapping the souls. We will figure that out when we get there. The apparatus is located in the basement. Go ahead, Drathan, and give me a persuasion roll. 21. Nice. Ooh. So, you will free us with the apparatus in the basement? I'm really good yes. at fixing and or breaking things. You, though. Wh- he points at Drathan. Why would you do that? You are the member of the same church as those in the basement and whose skins you wear. Though they say they worship Theos, I believe they worship a demon. I am not with them, though I claim the same god. And you claim the same institution, do you not? Mm, no. I follow Saint Kamana. And that is makes it different? You're not part of the Church of Theos, then? I am part of the real Church of Theos, not the blasphemers. Huh. I have heard this rhetoric before when I was alive, when we were being invaded outside, from outside and from within. We were called the blasphemers at that time. We were the heretics, according to them. Who did you I worship? I would also be labeled a heretic by the church here. Yes, I worship Theos, little one. We had members of the church within our council who betrayed us. Mm-mm. Jerks. Considering you are already dead, we will cannot betray you. We have no fight with you. Only those who are creating the abomination, capturing the spirits of those who must move on. So, if I want to trust you, I do. How can you convince me? You are obviously not the metal creatures that we see. And he, like, lifts his mask real quick. (laughs) No, I am not. But, even though you say you are a heretic to them, and they are the true blasphemers, I have trusted too much, and it cost me the life of my family and myself. It cost me the lives of my entire kingdom. How will you convince me? And if you convince me, I will assist you. Huh? Can I interject as somebody who has recently met these people? (laughs) You, yes, you may say something. Okay, well, when I first encountered these people, they had just slain a demigod in order to free souls. I believe that while sometimes misguided, this person, Drathan, will do anything to make sure that souls stay free, regardless of who they are friend or enemy and did you save those souls drathen not yet i believe they are also being held captive by this device this apparatus down in the basement i misjudged the situation with the demigod Mm. but after slaying it the souls remained and then after finding out about what this apparatus does what these followers of theos say they are doing it must be destroyed Go ahead and why don't uh, give me a persuasion roll and do it with advantage for Lin's assist there. 16. Hmm. What you say 
is what I've wanted to hear for a long time. And so I will trust you in this moment. I will let you pass, though you must do as you promise and release us. I will die if I cannot succeed. Did I say that right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Not and the other way around. <laughs> he steps to the side to open the path for you to go down the stairs. And he says, there is a warding on the inside of the door down there that keeps us from entering. Make sure to destroy that, and then we will be able to follow you. I'm good at destroying wards. Do you know how this ward was constructed? I do not. I do not know how it was constructed. I just know it was done. The metal monks, these followers of St. Crowley, did it when they arrived. We had chased them throughout our keep and trapped them down there. Unfortunately, it gave them enough time to construct that ward. Very well. Rosie, do you have experience with wardings? Sure. I can figure it out. No problem. Excellent. (laughs) All right. So I guess we'll... Head on down. Trapes on through. I'll put my mask back down. Okay. Um, you trapes on through, heading down the steps. As you get there, um, everybody go ahead and give me a con check. Oh, okay. I was going to Plus say, as we get me? to the bottom, I would um, like do kind of a perception, try to figure out what's going on before would- we hit the bottom of the stairs in the ward. Mm-hmm. That would be a 13 okay. total. Um, Hello. Go ahead and still give me the con roll And then yeah go ahead and give me a perception roll <laughs> My con save was Yeah everybody give me your con saves Would you roll 11 F- 15 um, 13. Yeah you're, you're plus You're 15 usk. And I'm 21 Oh yeah plus 4 Oh we're still getting a plus 4 Okay mm-hmm. 19 Okay So um, Lynn you are, you know, everybody feels kind of, here's this kind of high-pitched whine sound, and it's almost almost imperceptible, but it's just there enough that it's disturbing. Um, Len, you start feeling not so great yourself, just in general, and you are affected right now where you have the equivalent of l- one level of exhaustion. Okay. Um, that, that, that noise is very disruptive to my mechanical workings. It is very bad for me. Hmm. Can I investigate, look around? Yeah, so with the perception roll of the... Well, if you want to do investigation oh, instead, sorry. what are you looking for with investigation? Sorry, with investigation, I'm thinking there's a speaker or there's um, some bit of stone, maybe, that is specifically setting off this sound, and I'm trying to find it. So as you look around, you don't see anything like that. It seems as though it's coming from inside the door at the bottom of the stairs. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't look like it's coming from in the hallway. I think we have to get inside to make it figure out exactly where it's coming from. So as you hit the, the bottom... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, so say we have the passcodes, or the, what we assume are the passcodes, right? And they're mm-hmm. different from our designations? Or, yeah? Yep. Okay. So you get so. to the bottom of the stairs, and the door itself um, has... It becomes almost like elastic looking as it faces you and you see the visage of a what looks to be almost an angel looking out at you and it says I am the guardian here who are you and give me your code or face the wrath of Theos I am GUI 982 follower of St. Crowley and then I'll repeat the seven digit code from the thing 
Okay. You may enter, child. And who? Uh, I am SUM763, follower of St. Crowley. I give the, di- the seven digits. We have prisoners. You may enter, children. All right. And the door opens. And you hear that high-pitched whine even more so. Uh, it doesn't affect you guys at all. You don't have to make any rolls, but it is just like a, a persistent whine that you hear. There's a smell of almost like must as the door opens and mold. And you do see a bright green and red, like two uh, bright green and red light that seem to be coming from this very darkened room. So is it like a large chamber then that we're walking into? Yes, sorry. And it is a very large chamber, a very a large round chamber with a dome ceiling. Um, and that's really all you can see right now. Well, wait, okay. no, everybody has like dark vision, right? Yeah. I actually don't know if I do or not. I do not. Rosie does. <laughs> I don't oh, think yeah. I do. You don't Rosie think so? Uh, let me just double check. I, I, I definitely a- don't. I have yeah, normal 60-foot dark vision. Okay. And I'm assuming you have the same too, right, Drathan? Because you're... Yeah, Drathan has it too. Okay. No, it doesn't look like I have dark vision at all. Okay. So that's what um, Lynn and Usk see. It's just kind of that bright light. And you can kind of see the dome ceiling just from the light, but it's too dark for everything else. For the two of you, Zalara and... Um, not Zalara, Jesus. Rosie and Drathan, you guys do see that... There is a machine in the center of the room. There's a chair there, and you do see that um, one of the people that you saw who uh, were with Anton the Gnat and his group has been captured and is uh, tied up to the chair. There is this device is basically kind of like a cylinder that comes down to a point. It's made of metal. And you see there are three stones in it, all red, all of increasingly larger size. And it is bolted to the ground itself. Um, and then you are you do see that there are um, five other metal monks in here as well. Though you, the other two would not notice them because they are um, wearing their, their clothes, their um, robes. So that's nine accounted for, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So I'll, I'll whisper real quick to Usk and Lynn. There are five monks in this room. Be on guard. And I guess just walk on forward with the... Uh, I'll push kind of Rosie a bit. Hey! Try to keep up the <laughs> the illusion that you're a prisoner. So. <sighs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I was like, not, yeah, not not just being a dick. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But you are. <laughs> Um, okay, so can Rosie kind of get a feel for how this thing is working by just because she's an artificer by looking at it? Um, go ahead and give me an intelligence roll on that. Straight? Okay. Yeah, just straight intelligence. Nope. That's a six. Yeah. (laughs) So nope. Nope. It looks shiny. It looks cool. But you have no idea how it works. This thing is really neat. What are you going to do to me? Do I know? What we're going to do to her? So, um, you know, looking at this, that it's the uh, three gems are used to actually extract her soul and or, you know, the uh, uh, the person who's in there right now, her soul in particular. And then it will store up energy in the largest crystal there in the back. And then that is used in the creation of certain magic items. 
quiet prisoner we will use it to extract your soul and make magic items with the largest of them <laughs> and rosie uh just kind of has that that look of like oh crap what am i getting into uh even though she knows it's lynn like just trying to ham it up a little bit so uh, w- what are you guys doing though yes so we walk forward with uh the prisoners and say Brothers, we have stopped the fight upstairs. We have invaders, some of Anton's people. And they turn and look at you. Uh, You were saying that Anton's people somehow is coming to attack us? (laughs) Go ahead and give me a deception (laughs) roll. (sighs) Is that right? Man, he's got bad deception. Um, Ah, 24! do (laughs) Do I recognize the person that's sitting on the chair? I've seen them before. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You saw them in the in, in that like warehouse area. Um, Do where the- I know their name? Uh, yeah. Sure. You know, let's say uh, you spoke with them while they were there. Uh, her name is Tulip. Tulip. Yep. Tulip. No, not Tulip. Try to add to the deception. <laughs> we came to save you. Give me a deception roll on that. <laughs> Uh, I don't think deception's my best either, but it's not bad. Eh, well, 16. Quiet, prisoner. You are to be controlled while we prepare the machine for you. And Tulip, the uh, gnome woman there, says, You've come to save me! Thank you! How high up is that big crystal? The biggest crystal? Um, It should be 12 feet. Um, Can I cast Shatter on that? I don't know if we want to do this yet, but... I don't know if we want to do that either. <laughs> well, I mean, you can. Well, I know Go what ahead. I'm going to do for sure. <laughs> My alternative plan is me t- polymorphing into a giant ape and hitting it and trying to pull it off, so... Um, Lynn is going to walk up to one of them and go, Hello, brother, and just strike up, like, a conversation and just start talking about things, like, um, about how we captured them, and that sort of thing. I'm trying to burn a minute's worth of time with just aimless okay. conversation. Um, okay, so you walk up to FUC879, and they say, so you're going to try and just, uh, go ahead and just give me um, a deception roll again on that. Cool, okay. Uh, 25. 25, <laughs> okay. Uh, are they attempting to see through my guys, or like see that something's up with me? Um. Yeah, they would have at first because you came in saying that Anton's people were coming. Cool. Well, if they're trying to, trying to see through my persona, also because of mantle of whispers, that gives me an additional plus five. So that would be a thirty. So, (laughs) um, you and your crazy builds, yo. Uh, Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, you start talking to him, and uh, FUC is at least distracted um, since you're talking to them. What are the rest of you guys doing? So I'll walk um, Uska and Rosie over to kind of like round roundabout way, uh, try to get closer to the the, the, the monks. Machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and but trying to not appear as if we're just going directly for the machine, but as if I'm going to give them over for processing or whatever. Uh, okay. Okay, and um, at the end of the minute, um, if I can manage to pull that off, what I'm trying to do is um, I've got an ability called Words of Terror. Um, You learn to infuse innocent-seeming words with an insidious magic that inspire terror. If you speak to a humanoid 
Um, for at least one minute, you can attempt to seed paranoia in its mind. At the end of the conversation, the target must succeed in a wisdom saving throw against my spell DC or be frightened of you or another creature of your choice um, for the next hour. Um, if it fails, they have no idea I was trying to do it. So um, I'm Damn. gonna try and make them afraid of Rosie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, she was really hard to catch. She has claws, like. <laughs> Is that just on one person? Yep, it, it's just for one, and I only get one per short or long rest. But it, it's okay. for an hour, and until um, I we I attack or damage it, it becomes. And you say it's a it's a wisdom save. Yeah, wisdom save. Um, it becomes terrified of the the thing that I'm choosing. I rolled an 18. What's the DC? Yeah, that passes. Um, so, but he has no clue that it happened. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a changeling thing, like a feature? No, it's it? um, it's the the bard, the uh, College of Whispers bard. It's their level. Oh, okay. uh, it's their third level ability. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, cool. I don't know that I could do this. Never mind. I was going to say I could do enthralling performance, but there's no way I can think of in the middle of a bunch of hostile creatures that I would just whip out a hurdy gurdy and start playing. <laughs> This is D&D. You can do anything. Please, brothers, <laughs> let our cap our captive play the most romantic of instruments. <laughs> really set the mood for the others so that they go softly into their sweet slumber. <laughs> That's a joke. Not, not saying that. Not real, all. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to uh, check uh, Usk's and... Rosie's manacles and uh, like as if I'm checking them, make sure they're secure mm -hmm. and actually unsecure them while I'm doing it. Oh, mine haven't okay. been secure the whole time. I put them I, on so myself. I assumed I'll just fake it. Properly manacled okay. in any way. Okay, never mind then. No, they they've not actually been locked. They're just loosely okay. on me. If anybody were to look, they would notice. But okay. Um, so um, <laughs> one of them comes up to you, Drathen, and says. Why have you brought the prisoners in here already? We are not going to be ready for another few hours for the next set of prisoners. Can I trip forward and accidentally fall into this guy? Yeah, go ahead and give me a performance check on that. Or a deception, whatever's going to be better. I want to do that. Okay. Oh, are uh, you just going to... Does it matter if it looks like you're doing it on accident I or want not? it to be an accident, like I've been... Uh, pushed or scared or something into okay. it and like, ah, and then, oops, sorry. Oops, shocking grasp. <laughs> okay. For <laughs> so, 26. Just happened. So, yep, you fall into him, and it uh, looks like an accident. You do it for 26 points, shocking grasp, five points of lightning damage. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Ah! All right. And um, he jumps back, and he's like, ow, why would you do uh, that? And then one of the other I ones says, four, S-K-I-N, are you all right? <laughs> Brother, what is going on? Are you malfunctioning? No, this little one shocked me. How? It is so small. We live in a world of magic. It, Anyone can I, use it. This is why the church has regulated it. But they could not possibly have shocked you. Are you sure you are not malfunctioning? And then 4SKIN looks at you and says, 
Something is not right about you. Are you sure you're not malfunctioning, GUI-982? I don't know. Why don't we both do a self-diagnostic and find out? What do you mean? (laughs) I don't know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Have you encountered anything that would cause you to malfunction? No, but I am not the one who has been leaving the keep. Yes, I was recently in a fight to capture these prisoners. Do you think I may be malfunctioning? Go ahead and give me a deception roll. Sure. Uh, 27. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Isn't he trying to see through your I, guys I, as I'm well? So that'd be a plus five. Decently. I'm only a plus 12 on it. So <laughs> oh, I still rolled a 15 to, to pull that off. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so you realize that... Uh, for SKIN is very suspicious and is now actually trying to read your mind, detect thoughts. Huh, interesting. Um, yep. Is there something I need to do to try and resist that? Or, we, yeah, let's make a contested intelligence checks. Oh, god, okay, <laughs> 17. Okay, not bad. All right, all right, 12. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, for SKIN is, um, <laughs> is able to um, read into your mind, but your surface level thoughts are enough to protect it and convince him that you are on the up and up. Cool. Um, so, like, what are the what are the five monks doing? Like, are they pulling levers? Are they just standing around? Um, some of them are standing around, um, and then others are you know, doing other kind of busy scientific arcane work on the side. Okay. But it is clear this is set up like a, um, you know, like any kind of experiment. Okay. Uh, so does Tulip, does it seem like the the process is going right now with Tulip or? Not yet. Just no. getting her ready. They're getting her ready. Mm. I really should have thought of it like a go word beforehand. <laughs> Utopia. Wait, wrong show. Um. We're, um, we're not a good enough team to come up with that. No. Yeah. No. Um, uh, I think Rosie would just start casting at some point. Um, as soon as um, someone else starts something, this has a plan on what he's doing, which is polymorph straight into a giant ape. So I'm going to look over at um, Drayson and be like, Please don't hurt me. Let's hurt them. And I'm going to cast Shatter on the machinery and whatever creatures of them I can get in the middle of that. It's a 20-foot diameter. Um, okay, so, yeah, with 20 feet, you'll be able to get one of them in there. Um, as you start to cast that, FUC879 says, uh, PUS698, go ahead and get the experiment started. You cast Shatter, you jump up and Polymorph at the same time, so let's go ahead and do that. I'm aiming for, like, the crystal pieces, like the mm-hmm. the three bigger ones leading down to the thing, and then whatever is around that that I can hit as well. And they all okay. have, uh, if they're trying to avoid it, it's a DC 15 constitution save that they have a disadvantage on because they are in, uh, inorganic. Okay, so um, Rosie cast that immediately, and then let's go ahead and let me get the... Let me just do this right away. So DC 15 con save. Um, you would get two of the um, two of the mages there. One rolls an 18, and then the other rolls... Oh, you said they do it at disadvantage, though? Mm-hmm. So that's an 8 and an 8 
for both, so both fail. Nice. Um, and so you're going to get uh, PUS698 and LIX730. Um, and they both will take how much damage? That's 16 thunder damage. Okay. And the goal was to try to shatter the crystals. Right. So I don't know if that happens, but... Um, let's see. Or do they In have 75 hit points apiece and I'm about to die? <laughs> <laughs> Rosie doesn't know about this being a problem, other than things explode <laughs> occasionally. Okay. And so then it's 16 that we get all the crystals as well. Let me just update the numbers here. So you definitely did damage to the crystals. You did damage to two of them as well. And um, hold on one second. There we go. Okay. So let's everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Do I get that, be able to pop that or a vitality off before yep. Yep. as a and, bonus? And then also you've gone up uh, before. We, everybody roll initiative, but we're going to continue your, well, no, that was one action. So you've polymorphed into the ape, but you haven't had a chance yep. to jump it yet. Um or jump up there yet, Usk. Um, what do you need to jump up? It's huge with 10-foot reach. Okay. Um, no, then he won't. But Dang. it's still... I, I basically just <laughs> gave you both... Just changed in, yeah. Yeah. It basically just gave you both an action, so... Um, Wasn't that a bonus action for you? No, it's, this is polymorph. I wouldn't be able to get a creature this big with um, my normal thing. Oh, okay. No. This is a challenge rating 7 creature. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> so, um... I, you know, um, I don't know. I had everybody roll. We'll go ahead and we'll cut over to the Chaos Quartet. <laughs> and it's um, been hours since the last weird encounter with Lorenzo. You're getting closer to the dead god. And you hear a yell, a few yells, a few voices. You see that Celise is coming up. And she says, she's, she comes up onto the deck where you all are. She has blood on her. And she says... Katrin, somebody's murdered Katrin, and that's where we'll call the episode. Huh? Huh? It wasn't Siobhan cool. this time. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye, Season Two, Episode Twenty: A Flower Among Soul Suckers. Hope you all had as much fun with this episode as we did. Um, this is one episode that demonstrates the need to self-edit a bit. I think upon re-listen, I'm not so sure on the sophomoric acronyms any more than I gave all the metal monks. But hey, if you enjoy them, stick around. Um, they're going to be a focus for a while. Uh, if you did enjoy the show, please remember to give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us out so, so much. If you'd like to support the show and have the means to do so, please sign up on patreon.com forward slash beholders iPod. Make sure to check out our website, beholdersicast.com, and follow us on Twitter at beholdersipod. You can follow Ryan, who plays Dulad, APU, and Usk at Duff Duff the Third. Ben, who plays Drathan and Garen at Miro 4 d 2 Kim, who plays Zalara and Rosie at Mets Girl. And Sam, who plays Siobhan and Lynn at Samsalot007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing by Sam Keneary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Air Prelude, Tempting Secrets. Satiate Strings, Oppressive Gloom, On the Shore, Morgana Rides, Floating Cities, Curse of the Scarab, and our story begins all by Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons, Attribution 4.0, Licenses, CreativeCommons.org, slash licenses, slash buy, slash 4.0, also in effects by Zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details. 